Imagine if your world, your home, your office, your gym, all of it was crafted in a way that made the good behaviors easier and the bad behaviors harder. How often would you make healthy and productive choices if they were simply your default response to your environment? So let's get into it. God. Welcome to the Godly Pattern Podcast. We exist to champion your relationship and transformational journey so you can live a godly, fun, and free life. Tune in every Thursday and join our tribe of God lovers as we transform together. I love you, I love you, I love you, Jesus. I've fallen in love, oh, I love you. Hey, friends. Happy Transformational Thursday. It's Coach Lucci here bringing you a juicy, impactful message. And because teamwork makes the dream work, I want to start by acknowledging all my listeners and Godly Tribe members. Indeed. I'm just so thankful to you all who have reached out to me, liked, commented, and shared this podcast with others. It is so comforting. To see that there are people out there willing to do better and be better. Willing to join me on this journey as we keep learning, loving, and transforming together. Last week, I shed some light on getting serious about prioritizing our physical health. I touched on how physical activity can bring health benefits including elevated mood and reduced stress. And when we add healthy eating to the mix, we are definitely on the right track to improve our mental health and well-being. So this Transformational Thursday, I want to talk about readjusting your surroundings for a better life. The truth is, if we are to improve our mental health, We need to look at our surroundings, our atmosphere, our environment around us. This has a dramatic effect on our mental health. The environment and your mental health are intrinsically connected. The places where you spend a lot of time, like your home, work, school, and even socially, these can have a significant impact on your mental well-being. Being able to identify the environmental factors that affect you can shed light on whether the locations that you go to frequently are contributing to or detracting from your mental wellness. It can also help you recognize if changes are needed to start feeling better mentally and emotionally. As a coach, I observe that even if you set out to complete a task with the best of intentions, It's no use if your environment dictates otherwise. We look around ourselves at other people, objects, and the way our environment is set up to serve as reference guides for us and how we should act and respond. The reason behind this behavior is that humans are naturally cognitive misers. We value our mental processing resources, so we try to find easier ways to navigate around our world. So let's talk about it. The environment we're in has an impact on our mental wellness. There was some research on this with children 
and it noted that children that were raised in adverse environments tended to have hindered brain development, increasing their risk of memory issues, learning difficulties, and behavioral problems. Environmental factors can also affect our mental health in the way they impact us psychologically. Your environment might raise or lower your stress levels. For instance, this can change your mental wellness overall, either serving to protect your psychological health or opening the door for mental illness to set in. The world around us may be a catalyst for mental issues to form, and that is why we need to talk about this. Honestly, we all need to be talking about mental health awareness. It's time to look at our surroundings and take stock of what is affecting us positively and build on that and what is affecting us negatively and change it if possible. Our mental health can be impacted by anything in our environment. So let's look at what some of those things are. Cluttered spaces can create feelings that make you feel overwhelmed. It could even cause anxiety. While tidy spaces can invoke a sense of calm. Having colors and objects in your environment that are meaningful can also boost your mood. The lighting, temperature, sounds, smells, and color palettes of an environment are very important to how comfortable, relaxed, and safe you feel. For example, harsh lighting and loud noises can lead to anxiety or agitation. While dark and cold spaces can lead to feeling unmotivated, especially in the winter. Indirect or inconsistent communication, conflicts, and unreliable people in the environment can be very stressful to manage. Let me repeat this. Indirect or inconsistent communication Conflicts and unreliable people in the environment can be very stressful to manage. Conversely, sharing a space with someone you trust, such as a spouse, roommate, friend, or loved one can create a sense of calm. It's important for people to connect with others that share their culture and values and to be understood at deeper levels. Otherwise, feelings of isolation and depression can arise. If something in the environment such as a difficult relationship or disorganization reminds you of a difficult time, you may feel triggered by old feelings like anxiety, even depression. However, positive associations in the environment such as family photos or familiar objects can boost your mood and create a sense of connection. So I would like to go deeper and talk about the specific things in our environment that can impact our mental health either directly or indirectly. These environmental factors exist where we live work, go to school, and spend our time socially. So let's take a look at our home environment. The home environment includes more than just your physical dwelling. 
Our environment is a combination of both physical factors such as where you live and the people around you, both in your home, but also on a wider community scale. Home-based environmental factors that can have a significant impact on mental health include the following. Climate. This includes the general temperature where you live, the amount of sunlight you get, and your exposure to natural disasters. Climate change is also connected with greater mental issues. The rising temperatures are associated with higher rates of aggression and violent suicides. For instance, with an increased frequency of disasters contributing to development of depression, adjustment disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Crime Levels If you live in an area with a lot of crime, you may feel the impacts mentally. Crime levels tend to affect females more strongly increasing their risk of depression and anxiety. Environmental Racism This is defined as racial discrimination in environmental policymaking. It has been implicated as an important environmental factor that affects the mental health of indigenous, black, and other people of color, both in our individual spaces and our communities as a whole. Pollution. Research shows increased rates of depression in more polluted areas. A 2019 review supports this, also indicating that long-term exposure to air pollution can increase one's risk of anxiety while even short-term exposure can increase suicide risk. Presence of toxins inside the bone. This includes both cleaning products and mold. The effect of mold, if present, in the home can cause higher rates of asthma as a result of increased pollutants. And this could also create an uncomfortable space for your mental health and thus cause mental issues. Increased pollutants themselves can also create mental issues. Poverty the social stress, stigma, and trauma of living in poverty can negatively impact the mental health of both children and adults, which in turn can lead to employment issues and fragmented relationships. This creates a cycle that for some can be difficult to escape. I just want to sit here for a moment. There are a lot of people going through poverty, more than we may ever know. A lot of people are committing suicide due to lack. So if you're ever in a position to help those in need, please do not hesitate to lend a helping hand. You may just be saving someone's mental health. You may just be saving someone's life. So let's move on to our work environment. More than half of our waking hours are spent on work or work-related activities, according to 2001, according to the 2021 American Time Use Survey. So obviously, our work environment plays a significant role in our mental health. Several workplace factors can contribute to the development of mental issues such as depression and anxiety and dare I say even suicide. 
some of which include having a high demanding job, high stress in your specific role, experiencing workplace bullying, imbalance of effort versus rewards, low relational and procedural justice, low social support in the workplace, not feeling valued or respected, not having control of your job, physical or any kind of verbal abuse in the workplace. We need to be mindful of this. And I want to talk to bosses. If you're a boss and you are intentionally making the lives of your subordinates or your employees difficult, you are causing someone mental stress. You are putting someone's mental health, someone's life at risk. And I'm speaking up on this because I myself, I have dealt with one too many bosses in the past. So bosses, please be mindful. All right, let's move on to the school environment. Children, adolescents, and college students often spend a lot of their days learning in class, studying, or completing homework assignments. The environment in which they do these activities can impact their mental health. School-based environmental factors that can positively affect a student's mental well-being include having a sense of belonging, feeling connected to the school, for example, when the children say things like, I'm happy to be a part of the school. Feeling safe at school, both emotionally and physically. The presence of a school-based support system, including teachers, school social workers, guidance counselors, a school psychologist, and more. And you also need to take note of these other factors that can have a negative effect on a student's mental health, which are being bullied, lack of access to instruction manuals, teachers not understanding how to deal with students who have mental health issues due to poor instruction or training, unclear or unfocused academic objectives. Let's move on. Social environment. Oh yes. Your social environment can affect your mental health. This includes socioeconomic elements such as race and ethnicity and a lack of social support, which can all have a profound influence on your ability to cope with stress. Balance in your life is a significant positive factor for mental and physical health. This is true of a healthy marriage, a good circle of friends, and other important family relationships. Lack of relationships, which lead to loneliness, causes depression and anxiety, while tumultuous and disturbing relationships lead to chronic stress, a lower mood, and higher anxiety. It's also interesting to note that relationships with other people who abuse substances increase the likelihood you will abuse substances as well. And growing up in a home with exposure to domestic violence, substance abuse, or emotional or physical abuse affects your mental health detrimentally. You know, as a coach, I warn people. Yes, I said warn. 
to be in control of your atmosphere. If you have to have an argument with your spouse, please be mindful of your children because that is the next generation. If you are upset with your spouse and the way to express that aggression is by being physically or verbally abusive, please be watchful because you are translating that in the mind of your children and they either grow up abusing others or feeling that it is okay to be abused. I want to touch on how our perceptions impact our mental health. It's easy to blame a toxic work environment, cluttered house, or rainy weather for your deteriorating mental health, but sometimes your perception of the environment contributes to how you feel. For example, one study found that when people with depression perceived that they had a poor social support, their symptoms, recovery, and social functioning were worse. But the opposite is true. If you perceive that you are satisfied with your life, your levels of overall life satisfaction will likely be higher. This suggests that if there is some aspects of your environment that is negatively impacting your wellness, changing your perception of it may help you feel better. Remember, the goal is for you to feel better and to prioritize your mental space. You need to be willing to do whatever you have to do to make sure that your mental health is on the right track. Let me say this. If you are not in a position to change something about your environment, it's critical that you work on reframing the beliefs you have about it. Trying to find appreciation in the environment, even if it's one positive thing, can help reframe your thoughts about your environment. That's just what it is. So to accomplish this, practice gratitude and create a routine or a habit to reduce the clutter around you. Provide a sense of control in a situation where you feel like you don't have any control. Also focus on what is working and supporting you in your current environment. Make small changes to make the environment more soothing and familiar, such as organizing, adding photos, or painting. Also, I'll tell you what really works. Process any emotions or frustrations that are present through journaling, movement, or talking with a friend. Don't let the feelings build up. Let me repeat that. Please do not let the feelings build up. So then my question to you is, does your environment need a change? Understanding that the environment plays a critical role in your mental health is the first step. And the next important step is to identify if a change is needed. It's vital to notice the connection between how you feel and what triggers those emotions. Then you can make small adjustments to your current environment to determine if that big change is really necessary. Let me give you an example of how this would work. If you live in a city and always feel overstimulated and anxious, then engaging in more quiet activities at home would help. 
If that doesn't change your mood, but you notice that every time you spend a weekend outside the city, you feel relaxed, that's a sign that something needs to change. Picking up and moving from one environment to another permanently is not always an option for many of us. However, a temporary move from the city to the country or perhaps closer to the water is one way to test how your physical environment impacts your mood. If you notice that, for example, you experience less stress being outside of the city lights, there is less smog in the air and less noise for you to contend with and as a result you are sleeping better and thinking more clearly, then I would say you have some key evidence to support your decision. You know this is so important because this hits home for me. One of my sisters lives in a very busy city. As she had been trying to focus on certain aspects of her career and she just found that she was always in a just in a bad mood you know with this intense headaches it just felt like her mental state was depreciating and one day she says to me you know what I'm coming out there so for me I love peaceful and serene environments it just helps me think better. It just helps me feel more at peace with myself or within myself. And I feel like it's a great environment to raise a family. So when she said she just had to come take a break and just stay with me for a while, you know, I was happy to open my doors because it's hard to see that a family member is struggling with mental stress. And I remember when she came here, you know, we talked through some things and her mood lit up. Like, it was like night and day, you know. And even with the headaches, we were able to say a prayer together and just everything went away. And she was at peace. And by the time she went back to the busy city, she was okay. And for me, that was a successful trip for me because it helped her stabilize and work through the challenging things that she was experiencing at the time. So believe me when I say this, I've lived in the big cities. And for some of us, it's a reverse. Some people don't like the peaceful, serene cities. They want to be in a place where it's on and popping. And I get it. But the goal here is to identify what gives your mental health that boost and figure it out. If you have to relocate, relocate. Your mental health is what's the priority here for me. So as I come to the end of the episode, I just want to shed a light on environmental changes that can improve your mental health. If you want to improve your mental health, making changes to your environment can help. Start with things that you have control over and accomplish that relatively easily. Organize your space or get a sound machine to cover up street noise. Or maybe you live in an area where sunlight is scarce. This is a real concern with those that have a seasonal affective disorder, SAD or SAD. One solution is to implement bright light in your environment. This can help improve depression and anxiety, especially during the long days of winter. Creating opportunities for little wins will give you the energy to tackle bigger changes. To make the most impact, begin with the room you spend most of your time in. Arrange it in a way that is functional and free of clutter. 
If you work from home, for instance, start with your home office. If you spend a lot of time in your kitchen preparing meals, you might want to start there instead. To improve your social environment, focusing on your social surroundings, improving and growing more intimate relationships, being vulnerable with those you can trust, and distancing yourself from toxic relationships that are negatively impacting your mental health can all make a substantial difference. Hear me as I say this. Because I talked about say no to naysayers a few episodes ago. And let me tell you this. You need to prioritize your social environment. It is of no use to you or to your friends or to anyone around you if you have a group or if you're in a place where you have no peace, where you sense tension, competition, jealousy, or envy. It's of no use to your mental health and it's definitely not going to build you up. So it's okay to distance yourself from those things that trigger your mental health. And it's totally fine to love people because you should love your neighbor as yourself. Be there for them the best you can. But you do not, hear me, you do not have to be in their space frequently. And you decide what frequently means for you. Well, that's all that I have to share on this. And I really hope it has helped you to think about better ways that you can start to readjust your surroundings to improve your overall mental health and well-being. So I just want to pray for someone listening that you will make a conscious decision to prioritize your mental health by readjusting your surroundings and setting conducive boundaries for yourself. I pray that when in doubt, we will lean on the Holy Spirit to help guide us to make the right adjustments that strengthen our body, our soul, and our spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope you have learned something from this episode today. And I believe that you did not stumble on this podcast by mistake. So as you go through your day, please do me a favor. Please process this information and come up with questions, resolutions, and intentions to do life with God, to live in His freedom and to prioritize your mental and emotional well-being. Just do your best and leave the rest for God. He got you and He will come through for you. I truly believe that together we stand and divided we fall. So I'm eager to help. I'm eager to know your thoughts and to help you navigate your journey. So be sure to send your questions in and subscribe to the Godly Pattern Podcast YouTube channel and come join me on Fate Talks with Coach Lucci as soon as it premieres. I'm so excited for us to dig deep into your questions together. So do you need a coach or just someone to listen to you? Our godly coaches are here for you, to serve you and help you on all things love and transformation. Just remember to love God, live free, and have 
fun while doing it. Thank you for tuning into the Godly Pattern Podcast today. I hope something from today's discussion touched your heart in a unique way. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and send in your questions by going to www.godlypattern.com and join the Godly Tribe. Now, my dear friends, remember whose you are according to the Word of God in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 to 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. So until next time, go conquer and dominate in love and light.